Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this special episode of This is the Author, we meet best-selling authors Eric Larson and Lisa Wingate. You can hear them narrate an author's note on their respective audiobook productions. Both authors used history as the basis for their books, although one is fiction and one is nonfiction. In Eric Larson's riveting narrative nonfiction work, The Splendid and the Vile, he explores Winston Churchill and London during the Blitz of World War II. Lisa Wingate's historical fiction bestseller, The Book of Lost Friends, was inspired by real advertisements for lost friends from the post-Civil War era. Listen in as they each share special memories about reading and libraries, as well as why they each love audiobooks. Enjoy. This is Eric Larson. The thing I love most about audiobooks is the way they extend the readership of any particular book. You know, because it's tough for people to sit down and read a book in text form. You know, a lot of people like to listen to a book while they're driving long distances. I think some of my my biggest audiobook fans among my readers are those who drive trucks, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it just opens up my books to a, a whole new category of reader. I also have found in the past that audiobooks can be really effective when you're driving an 11-hour trip with small children. So probably my favorite memory of an encounter with a library dates back to when I was a kid. And I remember this vividly. I don't really know why I remember this vividly, but we went to the library. My mother took me to the library in Freeport, Long Island, which is a great library. It remains one today. And I remember going into this library, and there on the wall over the entrance was this giant sheet of blue paper to represent the sea. And at one end, on one side, were all these little cut-out fish. The goal was to essentially become one of those fish and read a lot of books, and with each book you would advance a little bit further across the ocean, the goal being to get to the other side. And so I was totally caught up in the competition. So was my sister and became sort of cutthroat, actually, and I believe there was some cheating but in the end, I actually lost. My sister won. But anyway, that was a very fun memory. We had a great time, and it really got me engaged with a zillion books. Now, enjoy a clip of narrator John Lee reading Eric Larson's The Splendid and the Vile. The cars sped along the Mall, the broad boulevard that runs between Whitehall, seat of Britain's government ministries, and Buckingham Palace. The 775-room home of King George VI and Queen Elizabeth, its stone facade visible now at the far end of the roadway, dark with shadow. It was early evening, Friday, May 10th. Everywhere bluebells and primroses bloomed. Delicate spring leaves misted the tops of trees. The pelicans in St. James's Park basked in the warmth and the adoration of visitors, as their less exotic cousins, the swans, drifted with their usual stern lack of interest. The beauty of the day made a shocking contrast to all that had happened since dawn when German forces stormed into Holland, Belgium and Luxembourg, using armour, dive-bombers and parachute troops with overwhelming effect. Hi, this is Lisa Wingate. 
My book is about tens of thousands of orphans left adrift after the American Civil War and the empty-armed parents who were desperately looking for them and the uniquely fascinating means by which they found one another, sometimes even after decades apart. I wrote the book because a reader of Before We Were Yours sent me a piece of history I simply could not resist. I was inspired by that piece of history, the real-life Lost Friends ads, by which families who had been separated by slavery searched for one another throughout the country. There's a special magic to hearing each character come to life. I particularly loved the narration in Before We Were Yours. It's hard to pick a favorite, but probably especially hearing real animate that life on board the Arcadia and the existence of a river rat, seeing that come to reality and develop into an oral story was probably one of the most special moments of hearing one of my books go to audio. As I was working on this book, the very first inception of this book was reading those ads sitting on my back porch after reading the initial email from a reader that introduced me to the ads, was reading those Lost Friends ads and imagining the voices behind those ads. So as the book goes to audio, really what I'm looking forward to the most is hearing those ads read the way I imagined them when I first came across them. I have many memories of being read to as a kid, including having teachers read books to us every day in class, you know, like James and the Giant Peach and Where the Red Fern Grows and Old Yeller and many of the old classics. A special moment, reading moment for me as a writer, there's always this really exciting moment when you receive the first copies of your book all bound up, and it's finally a book. And when my second book, Good Hope Road, came out, an envelope came in the mail, and I had little boys at the time, and they came trudging in from the mailbox with their school backpacks after getting off the bus, and they had a padded envelope, and inside the padded envelope were three copies of Good Hope Road, the first three that I had seen in book form, so that was very exciting. It was exciting for all of us to open it together. And so the boys asked, because there were three of us, one of me and two of them, if they could have a copy. So I handed them each a copy, and I sat down on the sofa to leaf through my copy. And before I knew it, there they were sitting on either side of me looking through the book. And the fourth grader was reading along silently, and the first grader was running his finger along the words, whispering them as he sounded them out. And that will, for me, always be one of my most special reading memories. For every novel I write, I try to go to the location because you can do all kinds of research, but there are things you don't know until you spend time in the location. Just simple things like how the birds sound or how the air smells or 
how the morning comes in and how the evening passes out. So as I was working on the book of Lost Friends, I took a sort of rambling road trip down to Louisiana. Before We Were Yours was the community read for Baton Rouge, so I was already headed down there to speak about that. And I tacked on this rambling road trip down through the river road between Baton Rouge and New Orleans and up to the Cane River area. And while traveling, I listened to the audiobook of Cane River. And not only was it just a great audiobook, but listening to it while traveling the territory gave it an extra layer of meaning. Audiobooks sort of serve in all occasions these days. Cleaning house, traveling, driving, it almost doesn't matter. Exercising, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Now that we have audiobooks on our phones, it's so easy to queue up a story and take in a story. But on a deeper level, for me, growing up in an era when we still sat at the knee of the old folks and these great storytellers in our families, and we listened to stories told orally, I think it's sort of a dying art in our culture. But I think it's something that we're also really hardwired to want. I think inside of all of us, there's that desire to listen to a great teller tell a story. So for me, I think audiobooks satisfy that childhood need to sit at the knee of a storyteller and say, tell me a story. Listen to a clip from the audiobook, The Book of Lost Friends by Lisa Wingate, read by Sophie Amos, Lisa Flanagan, Dominic Hoffman, Sullivan Jones, Robin Miles, and Bonnie Turpin, who you'll hear now. The dream takes me from quiet sleep. Same way it's done many a time, sweeps me up like dust. Away I float, a dozen years to the past, and sift from a body that's almost a woman's into a little girl shape, only six years old. Though I don't want to, I see what my little girl eyes saw then. I see buyers gather in the trader's yard as I peek through the gaps in the stockade log fence. I stand in winter-cold dirt, tramped by so many feet before my own two. Big feet like mama's and small feet like mine, and tiny feet like Mary Angel's, heels and toes that's left dents in the wet ground. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash nextlisten.